Welcome back, guys, to a brand new episode, a brand new season. First of all, let me be clear, a brand new season of the Carefree and Black Diaries podcast. My name is Shakira. If you are new here, welcome to our little corner of the podcast world. Um, Carefree and Black Diaries is basically a podcast dedicated to um, real life, real stories, real experiences that have shaped me and molded me into the person that I am. And I just try to regurgitate any information that I have learned along the way to help you all out on your different journeys. Um, I am a HBCU graduate. I am a small town country girl and I've been through the ringer on some things and I just feel like when you have been through certain things um, and you have a platform or you create your own platform, it is then your responsibility to help others along the way. That is just my motto and that's what I try to do here. So Carefree and Black Diaries, we talk about pop culture, we talk about news, we talk about a little bit of politics. Um, It's been so crazy lately that I try to stay away from a whole lot of politics but when absolutely necessary we do dive into those topics and we also just talk about what it's like to be black the black experience I've been black my entire life so I know a few things about it so we talk about those different things and I appreciate everyone who has been here from the beginning if you've not been here from the beginning beginning when things were a whole lot rougher um thank you for just joining us along the way because I appreciate you so much you mean so much to me so welcome to season five i hope that this season is the best one yet there's always room for improvements and just thank y'all for being with me along the way and just being with me through these different changes through microphone setups through listening experiences i appreciate you so much and i just can't emphasize enough so welcome settle in get comfortable because today's episode is the kickoff of season five So here on the podcast, before we get into our different topics of the week or of the day, um, we have our Carefree Updates. And basically, Carefree Updates is an opportunity for us to catch up on a few things that are going on, whether it's new movies coming out or history being made or different issues that we are dealing with as a country or as a community. We talk about those things during Carefree Updates. So the first Carefree Update I have today is about the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm sure you've heard already, but she passed recently, actually a few days ago as I'm recording this podcast episode. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a Supreme Court justice. She was nominated by President Bill Clinton on June 14th, 1993. That was before I was born. So she had been serving as a Supreme Court justice for a very long time, and she passed September 18th in Washington, D.C. She was suffering from different health issues, and here is um, where I really had an issue because when she passed, I felt like so much was resting upon her shoulders. Um, and when she passed, everyone, you know, of course, was shaken up and sad, but we couldn't even mourn her passing really or celebrate her legacy because everyone immediately started thinking about what this current president would do with this new information of her passing, which a lot of people feel like he's going to try to rush a Supreme Court nominee into the Supreme Court to replace her before he is 
out of office come November. Y'all, please get out and vote, please. Oh, my goodness. I cannot emphasize enough how much I need people to go out and vote. Um, But, yeah, people feel like he's going, and I also feel like he's going to try to rush um, someone with his same way of thinking, I'll say that, into her place so that the Supreme Court just... And here's the thing about the Supreme Court. You know, right, like... I never understood the concept of someone holding this position until they die like that, that it doesn't make logical sense to me. Personally, I feel like the concept um, surrounding the Supreme Court, someone being in a position until they die, um, I feel like that's outdated. We need to come up with something better than that because that's just, it just, again, it doesn't make logical sense to me. Um, maybe you feel differently. I don't know, but I just wanted to really shout her out and her legacy. A lot of people have been concerned about whether Roe versus Wade will be overturned or different. Um, things that she's done for women throughout her career, if those things will be overturned, in the small window we have between now and the November election, because these things have been a fight um, for the past four years since we've had this president in office. These things have been on the line. It's like basic human rights, basic women's rights are now um, in the hands of men, conservative men who don't care about women's bodies and don't care about women's issues and we were really depending on her to kind of be able to stick it out and it's just so sad that while she was sick she was trying to hold on until the next election like she is sick in her deathbed and trying to hold on because she knows what's at stake with this president and with um a lot of her other colleagues on the Supreme Court. So I did want to shout out Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she was definitely a proponent of women and advocate of women, and she deserves her shine. Now, also during our break, we had Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka won her second Grand Slam title, her second U.S. Open title, and I'm proud of her. Listen, I will be honest, I'm not much of a tennis person. I don't know a whole lot about tennis outside of the Wii. Y'all remember the Wii game? I had one of those, and I would play tennis on there. Um, But outside of the Wii, I don't know much about tennis, and outside of Serena and Venus Williams, um, I didn't keep up with it. But when black women are playing in anything, of course, I'm I'm going to watch. So I did watch um, the game. I enjoyed it. She started off a little rocky and I was worried, but she came back to win and I'm so proud of her. So congratulations to her. Now, also, I did want to talk about this Breonna Taylor case. So we've talked about Breonna Taylor a lot in season four because that's when um, she was murdered. So we talked about her um, on quite a few different carefree updates, just giving you all some up-to-date news on what was going on with her case. So as you all know by now, um, they refused to arrest the officers that murdered her. Um, murdered her. And here's the thing, like I hate when people say, um, she died. No, she was murdered. She was in her own home under a search warrant that wasn't even for them. She was shot several times and left in the hallway without medical care. They denied her medical care after they shot her in her own home, right? 
So they refused to arrest the officers. And I feel like the city of Louisville and the state of Kentucky has been doing everything besides what we have been calling for them to do, which is arrest the officers who murdered her. And there has been so much funny business going on with this case. Um, Her ex-boyfriend apparently is in custody. I'm not sure if he's out, but the last time I checked, he was in custody and they were offering him a plea deal to basically lie and say that she was involved with his drug trafficking kind of thing he had going on and he refused to take the deal. And I'm so glad because there are not a lot of people out there who have the morals um, to deny a deal like that. He could have easily said, okay, I'll lie for y'all, you know, and make it seem like she's a bad person, but he refused to do so. So I'm so glad that he did. And it just goes to show that people can be dead wrong about a situation. They can kill you in your own home. And after you're dead, they're still trying to find a way to paint you to be a bad person. And they gave her family a settlement, a $12 million settlement, from Louisville. And I just, you know, when I heard about it, I was not moved by it. I was not excited about it. There was nothing exciting about $12 million settlement after your loved one has been killed. That's not going to bring her life back. And then are you telling us that her life was worth $12 million? Is that what you're trying to say? And what is, okay, you give them this money, But that's not what we're asking for. We're asking for you to arrest the officers, but you refuse to do that. So there's nothing exciting about that to me. So I just still wanted to keep you all up to date on what's going on with that. I honestly don't think that they are going to arrest those officers. They have had ample time and opportunity to do so. And they have been doing everything else besides arresting them. They've set aside what, like a a law or something like that was, did they pass a law? I think they passed a law or they're trying to pass a law about no knock warrants doing a wave of no, no knock warrants. Um, but it's just, it's like, yeah that's good thank you but also arrest the officers so that's all i have for um carefree updates there are so many good tv shows out right now y'all so i think i'm going to update you all about the new tv shows the good tv shows and good movies that are out um so you can have some stuff to watch but i think that's long enough on our carefree updates here is a break from our sponsors and then when we come back on the flip side we're going to talk about our topic of the week when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply All right, y'all. So welcome back. And what inspired this kickoff? What inspired 
the first episode of this topic that we have today. So recently, I came across this video that Bianca Lawson, if you don't know who Bianca Lawson is, listen, she is Beyonce's stepsister. She is someone who has looked the same her entire life. It's crazy. Um, She plays on Queen Sugar. But Bianca Lawson posted a video of Chadwick Boseman. And I'm just going to let you all listen to it really quickly before we get into things for this season five opener. So here is the video first. You know, they would give me things that, you know, are more stereotypical, you know, roles that I should take. And I'd be like, and they would I, tell you, I, you, you, have to, you have to go in for this because this this direct it's this director or it's this actor. And I was like, but I want to work with that actor, but I don't want to play that role. Right. I want to meet him when I'm doing something better than that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I would even say, um, because I said no at certain times, it made me available for the things that got me to where yeah. I am. So for me, it's always been like, first, who are you? Who, who, who am I first? I have to know who I am first to know how to navigate this thing. Because if I if if I'm navigating and I'm becoming something, if I become something that I'm not supposed to become, then I'm in the wrong place. Whether I made it in other people's eyes or not. So I was actually going to do a different topic to kick off our season, but I'm gonna wait on that one because and I really thought that I, I needed to start the season with that one. But um we're gonna wait on it. We're gonna put it on the back of the stove, the back, um, because we really need to talk about today's topic, which is all about why you need to craft your own version of success. So it's super important, like extremely important for us to have our own definition of what success is to us. And it's important for a number of reasons. Um, one of them being it's important because it allows us to solidify the idea of what success is to us on a personal level so that you aren't constantly chasing a mirage. So I don't know if you all remember back in the day, right, when you used to watch cartoons. um, I can't think of a cartoon off the top of my head that could give you like an example. Example, maybe like something like The Roadrunner or something like that, kind of along those lines. But remember back in the day, you'd be watching cartoons and for some reason this character would end up in a desert and they would start getting dehydrated and they would look off into the distance and they start seeing these pools of water they start seeing palm trees or whatever their mirage was but as soon as they got closer and they got you know up on the mirage they realized that it wasn't really there and that's what I mean Um, If we don't have a set in stone idea of what success is to us on a personal level, we'll constantly be looking forward and seeing these mirages of what we think success looks like and feels like. But then when you arrive there, poof, you realize just like the cartoons that that wasn't success to us at all. Or we realize that it doesn't feel as good as we thought it would. And secondly, it's important for us to have 
or craft our own idea of success because success is not a one-size-fits-all. Success is different and should be different for everyone. And we shouldn't let other people's version of success hinder how we view our own progress or our own success in our lives. So many of us, and I say us, because I struggle with this too, (laughs) I have to get my own self together from time to time. But we struggle with feeling unsuccessful because we're trying to attain society's version or society's standard of what success is instead of constructing our own version. And when you really think about it, why would you continually pursue a standard that changes every couple of years, right? So at one point, the standard of success, I'll say in America, was a white picket fence with a dog and a station wagon parked outside in the driveway. Um, And you have the newsboy out on his bike every morning throwing a newspaper to your front porch. At one point, that was the depicted version of success on television. Now, if you fast forward to now, present day, I will argue that the standard is owning a mansion in your 20s um, with a luxury vehicle parked outside, a Tesla, a Mercedes, a Jaguar. Do people still buy Jaguars? I don't know. A BMW, you know, some kind of luxury vehicle parked out front. Um, And this isn't to say that those things aren't nice. Okay, don't get me wrong. And this isn't to discourage you from wanting those things, but rather to get you to ask yourself, do I really want those things? Because I think that they are a marker or a signifier of my success Or do I want them because society tells me that having these things means that I have arrived? So that's the only thing I'm trying to get you to ask yourself when you listen to this topic and throughout this week. So right now you might be asking yourself, Um, Or you might be thinking, okay, Shakira, I catch a drift, but how do I craft my own standard of success? And I thought you'd never ask. I've been waiting on you to ask me that. So as I was working through this episode, I started working on crafting my own idea of what success is to me. And I started asking myself, you know, like Chadwick said, what do I want in my life where I don't care whether other people feel like I've quote made it or not but I would feel so fulfilled within myself that none of that would even matter to me and I came up with three you know basic statements or rules to keep me on track as I was crafting my own version or my own idea of what success is and the first statement that I came up with was try not to root your success in materialistic things Um, and the second statement was think about what success looks like and feels like intrinsically and the last one was what would 10 year old you think about what you've done so far in your life Ava DuVernay, writer, director, creator, producer, um, one of my all-time favorite people. She has a quote that says, when you're in your own lane, there is no traffic. 
And oftentimes we feel like we're in this rat race to the finish line. Like we have to beat everyone else to some sort of goal or accomplishment. And when you look up success, um, one of the definitions surrounds this idea of passing someone else or being better than another person, that that is what success is. And first things first, your success should never, ever be centered around anyone else. When you start comparing what you've got going on in your lane, like Ava said, with what someone else has going on in their own lane, you know, over here to the side, you've already put yourself in a position of disadvantage. Um, Other people's accomplishments or lack thereof, because let's be clear, we aren't always comparing ourselves to someone who's who we think is doing better than us. Sometimes we are comparing ourselves to someone we think is doing worse off than us or, you know, doing a little bit less than we are to make ourselves feel good about what we have going on. But um, you should never do that. (laughs) You should never compare other people's journeys to your own. I'm 26. And sometimes I'll get on social media, I'll get on Instagram or I'll get on Twitter and I see a 20 year old and they've just purchased a nice house um, or something. They've done something. And I think, dang, you know, what am I doing wrong in my life? And that's the wrong thought process to have. So instead, I should be thinking good for them, you know. Because what they have going on has absolutely nothing to do with me. And there is also a quote that says, comparison is the thief of joy. And that's such a true statement because you'll always find someone who seemingly has more or has done more, but they aren't you. The only person you should be comparing yourself to is who you were yesterday. So when crafting your own idea of success, Cut out everyone else's stuff and think about you, right? Don't focus on what Jonathan has going on over here. Don't focus on what Journey has going on on here. I just named the two actors from Lovecraft Country. Um, But don't focus on what XYZ has going on because your success, your personal success has nothing to do with anyone else unless it has to do with you helping other people. If that is a pillar in your, you know, idea of what success is, if I'm like, okay, success to me is I want to be able to help people reach this understanding or this goal, that's okay. But what's not okay is the idea of comparing what you have going on or what you have achieved to what someone else has done. Don't do that. Next, don't undermine your achievements. It is so easy to be caught in the moment and not realize the gravity of something that you've accomplished. And that's when it's important to have people around you to make you celebrate um, things that you may easily bypass or breeze over. So for example, when I graduated from grad school, I was proud of myself. But in the back of my mind, I was like, also asking myself, okay, what's next? What do we need to do next? What job do we need to apply for? Where do we need to move next? 
and I wasn't allowing myself to just be in the moment and be proud of what I had just accomplished. And I'm so thankful that I had friends around me to say, no, Shakira, this is an accomplishment that you have been looking forward to. Live in this moment, celebrate this, be here, and don't undermine this achievement because you're too busy thinking about the future, thinking about what's next. Um, and I was also watching an interview with Yaya, and Yaya is the actor who plays Dr. Manhattan on Watchmen. Congrats to him because he just won an Emmy last night, but he plays Dr. Manhattan on Watchmen or Regina King's husband on Watchmen. And he, in the interview, he was like, when he booked a major role, I think it was for The Matrix, if I'm not mistaken, he booked a major role and he kind of just glazed over it until a friend said, no, we're going to go out for drinks and celebrate this moment. So even if you do start undermining your achievements, which is not good when you are crafting your idea of success, having good people around um, good friends around you that can bring you back into the present moment and say, hey, celebrate this, be present and realize that this is a major moment for you. Be here. You need that in your life because you can accomplish so much. But if you don't have good people around you to remind you of the things that you've done now, this isn't, let me backtrack really quickly. This isn't saying that you need people around you to stroke your ego. This is also not saying that you need people around you to constantly remind you that you're great, that you're awesome, that you're doing well. Because you need to be able to do that for yourself. You need to be able to tell yourself, I'm doing good. Maybe this is a setback, but I've still done X, Y, Z, and I'm proud of that. You need to be able to remind yourself of those things. So no, I'm not saying get you some people that's just like stroking, you know, the back of your neck, like you're doing great. Everything's fine. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when life happens and you start to undermine the things that you've accomplished or you may even forget those things, it's important to have one or two people around you that can say, no, let's come back. Let's analyze this. Let's reflect on these things that you've done so far and celebrate that. Don't focus on what you haven't done or what you haven't accomplished, but think about what you have done. So that is what I mean by that. Okay. Now, lastly, when it comes to crafting your idea of success, always think about what I want to accomplish that makes me feel proud and makes me feel like I can look myself in the mirror every day, despite what others may say and think. And I still feel like I wouldn't have it any other way. So basically what I mean by that is when Chadwick said, um, you know, what he does did, oh my gosh, that still is crazy to me. But when he was searching out these different roles and he didn't want to play stereotypical roles for black men, um, he could still be happy within himself knowing intrinsically that he only accepted roles that he felt like were made for him or that helped him become the person that he wanted to become at the end of the road. That's important for all of us to remember because you can have access to so many opportunities and so many different people, events, networking opportunities, but that doesn't mean that all those things align 
with who you need to become as a person. You don't have to snatch up everything that's offered to you. There is so much to be said about a person who is able to sift through all of these different opportunities, all of these different things that people are throwing in their face and say, I'm going to take this, I'm going to leave that, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to leave this. Because those things that I'm leaving doesn't align with who I want to be as a person. If you are being greedy and you're like, I need to snatch up everything, I need to take everything on the table um, because it's being offered to me simply because it's here. I need to take all of it. Um, You may end up becoming a person that you didn't expect to become. And I don't mean that in a good way. Just like Chadwick said, you can have all of these things at your fingertips, but that doesn't mean that everything is good for you or everything was made for you. Example. I have um, come across a few different things in my life, different opportunities, different events, um, things that were offered to me. And at first, there was a point where I felt like because something was being offered to me, I need to take it. I need to take advantage of it. I need to do this. I need to do that. And then when I got it, I was like, "Mm, this isn't really me. So with that being said, I've learned that if there's someone that I know, you know, in my circle or someone I've come across in my life and I felt like this opportunity was better fit for them or better suited for them, I have no problem offering them this opportunity, even though it may have been extended to me or reaching back out to the person that extended me the opportunity and say, I don't see this as a fit for me. Thank you for it. But I do have someone in mind who it may be better suited for. So that's important to remember on your journey to success. You don't have to snatch up any of everything that's handed to you. Listen, there is, again, like I said, there's a lot to be said about a person who's able to sift through the clutter and only take what aligns with who they want to become as a person. And before we get out of here, I want to leave you all with this. Like Chadwick said in the video, who are you? You have to ask yourself, who am I first? So before you start outlining, before you start making lists of what success is to you, the first question is to ask yourself, who am I? And after you have been able to answer the question of who am I as a person, Ask yourself right after that, who do I want to become, right? Because life is this constant journey of transformation. Hopefully, you know, it's not for everyone, but you would hope that life is this constant journey of transformation, progression, becoming a better person. So ask yourself after the first one, who am I? Secondly, ask yourself, who do I want to become ultimately? What do I want to be remembered for? What good can I do? here in this life that I have for however long um, to be remembered as someone who left the world a little bit better than it was when I came here. So ask yourself those two questions and then remember these guidelines and outlines that we went through during this topic. Listen to it again if you need to take notes or remember something that was said. But I hope that you all will take, even if it's just an hour during this week or next week, to ask yourself, what does success look like to me? What does it feel like to me inside, inside, intrinsically? And what can I shut out? 
so that I'm not concerned with what other people have going on and I'm not comparing my journey to other people's journey. Before we get out of here, you can catch us on Instagram at Carefree and Black Diaries. You can also follow us on Twitter at Carefree B L K P O D. That's Carefree Black Pod. We're also on Facebook, same name, Carefree and Black Diaries. Don't forget to stay black and stay carefree. And I will see you guys next week. Talk to you guys next week in the new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. I hope that you all enjoy season five and I'll talk to y'all soon.